podcast listener, welcome to the Living Better Podcast, where you will get to hear stories, secrets, strategies, and tips to help you lose weight, get strong, and feel amazing. For more information about the Living Better Podcast, head on over to CrossFitHale.com slash podcast. Hey, Jay. Happy December. Happy holidays. Uh, we are in the middle of what right now? The 12 days of CrossFit. We just finished up day two. Day two. Um, so we're leading right into the holiday season, Christmas season here. And uh, a common question that we have from people is how to keep track of their fitness, workouts, nutrition while they're traveling or during the holidays. Yeah. Um, we have some ideas on that. Do we not? Yeah, we have a few ideas. We do have some ideas. Um, So we're going to start talking about how to keep track of those things while you're on vacation. Um, Let's start with why. Why do we want to take care of our fitness in general? So, yeah, so this kind of applies to the the holiday season, but also just any travel in general. Um, When I ask, when I ask people, when they come in here, what they want to do with their fitness. I always start with why. And a lot of times people will say, you know, I just want to get fit. I want to feel better. I want to feel confident. I want to feel good. I want to have energy, right? So we kind of take that as the why people come in and do stuff at the gym. They want to have that energy. They want to have that confidence, right? So you kind of layer that onto the why people travel. So there are generally like three three reasons why people are traveling. Number one, they're going on vacation right? Or like you said, it could just be that they're staying at home, but they're not going to work, right? So number one, they're going on vacation. Uh, Maybe going to Hawaii, someplace, you know, amazing like that. Number two, they're traveling for work, right? Maybe some sort of business meeting, maybe they're going to a conference, something like that. And number three, they're going to see family. So generally, that's why people are going to be traveling. In all of those cases, though, feeling more confident, having more energy, just feeling good about yourself is going to make you better in all three of those cases, right? So you're going to have a better vacation. You're going to do better at that, you know, uh, work trip or that conference, or you're going to be happier to see your family if you feel those three things, right? So now that we kind of understand the why, now we start to look into how do you maintain or improve, sometimes improve or maintain your fitness while you're traveling, right? Right. So we're looking at three things then, that whether you're traveling or whether you're at home doing your daily routine, nutrition, exercise, and rest or recovery. Right. Um, so let's talk about nutrition. What would you tell people about uh, keeping on track for their nutrition while they're traveling? So nutrition really is the base of the pyramid. Um, it's the number one thing and it's the thing that first goes, goes off when you, when you travel. So I like to start even before you leave the house, right? So let's say you're going on a trip, maybe you're going to see family. Um, the first thing I would do is prep for that travel. So when we were traveling back and forth to London, that's generally like a 16 hour uh, journey. So first thing I would do is have a great meal when I'm at home. So a really big meal with all the food that I want, you know, meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, that kind of thing. Um, so I eat first and then I would also bring snacks, like healthy snacks for the trip, right? So, you know, you might grab a bag of nuts or, you know, some fruits or whatever it is, something that travels well that you can actually get onto the plane with, uh, when we were, we were traveling, we'd obviously go on plane. Right. (laughs) Um, so something you could actually get to the, get on the plane with. And I would really, I, I did this maybe three, four years ago and it worked really well. I just avoided any road food. So that just meant 
airline food. It meant uh, truck stop food if you were traveling by car. Just any sort of food that you would normally have while you were traveling, I would just avoid that. And if I was in a rush and I didn't get my snacks together, I just wouldn't eat for those 16 hours, yeah. right? It, it won't kill you, right? You'll, you'll be fine when you get there and you'll be hungry. And if you're going someplace cool, then there's probably your favorite place that you can go and eat, yeah. right? You might actually be a little more physically comfortable if you eat less yeah. when you're dealing with, you know, cabin pressure and dehydration and all of that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean... Everyone knows all the food that you get on the road is pretty crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and we find that, especially with airplane food, doesn't matter how quote unquote good it is, it still tastes like crap. Right, right. right? So, I mean, there are options. There are options if your if your blood sugar is plummeting and you have to have something. There are the the things that you would the least desirables, the pack of nuts and raisins. You know that sort of yeah, thing yeah. that you would sort of turn your nose at at any given time actually would tide you over pretty well. Yeah, but if you're normally eating. Uh, you know, snacks of, of whatever, like homemade muffins that, you know, are, are made of uh, almond flour and, and broccoli. And then you get on a plane and your only option is goldfish. Yeah. That it's, it's not, you're not going to feel good getting off of that, yeah, off yeah. of that plane. Yeah. So I, I, I always suggest try to avoid road food. So plan ahead and avoid that. So number two, when you actually get there, the first thing that I like to do is find a grocery store, right? So uh, just just most any grocery store will do, but just get some essentials, things that you know are going to be good for you that you're going to enjoy. Little snacks, you know, I like to get fruit or nuts or whatever. Just things that you can keep that aren't going to spoil while you're on your trip, right? If you have a fridge, you can get even more, but you know, those are the, that would be the first thing I would do. Uh, the so when you're out or at a family dinner. Uh, try to order protein and vegetables, right? So if you go out for dinner, for example, get protein and vegetables, like double up the vegetables if you if you can. The idea is just because you're on the road doesn't mean that you are, you know, you, there's no consequences to what you're doing, right? So if you can follow some sort of basic guidelines, then you'll feel better when you come back, right? So uh, meat and vegetables. And then I always say, it's better to skip a meal than to eat like crap, right? Um, a lot of people, you know, especially here in America, the idea of skipping a meal is like, you know, oh, you're not going to yeah. do that. You're going to die. You are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you've never tried even just a half a day fast, it's really not the end of the world. Yeah. And um, you'll, you'll find that you end up feeling better having good, healthy food when you can get it yeah. than having just any food. You know, now if you've gone two, three days without eating, you may want to have some food, even yeah. if it's crap. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, that's not the case unless you're traveling to, you know, some place that where the food is really scarce. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just ordering some tea or tea with lemon or water with lemon or something is enough to tide you over for a couple of hours until you can find yourself in a place where, you know, you have better options for you. One thing that we haven't mentioned, and it's just something to keep in mind, and it doesn't really tie in too much is that if you're a guest at someone's house and you've flown, you know, 10 hours to get there and they've prepared dinner and everyone's there and it just happens to be very heavy and things that you wouldn't eat anyway, um, it doesn't mean that you can't have them. Yep. Uh, I mean, you put them on the plate, you don't want to be impolite, but uh, they're not going to know if, it, if it's one or two bites that you have or yeah, if you yeah. just kind of 
you know, say that your stomach is bothering you and you don't want to eat too much or something like that. There are ways around, um, you know, being hosted at a dinner and then not finding options for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, ideally, you would ask for more of the options that you can have. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say don't eat your mom's lasagna. Yeah, you but know. like, oh, but the beef is so good. I want some more of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, the, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, you have to balance what, what, what you can do. But I will say this. Your mom doesn't have to live with your body at the end of that meal. <laughs> you have to live with your body. Yeah. Right? So, if you really don't want that food, then don't eat it. Yeah. You know? Um, now, you know, your mom may be different than my mom. So, (laughs) um, okay. So number two is exercise. So we kind of covered nutrition and again, like, like you were saying, it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect, but if you make sort of better choices and kind of focus on that realm, then you'll feel better overall. Yeah. You're planning for the trip, not to just be at the mercy of whatever comes up to you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, so number two is exercise. So this one it's a it's a funny one because people will people will sort of go okay yeah I'm gone for a week or two I'm just not going to do anything right and uh and that's not necess- doesn't have to be the case yeah. right you go you go away for a week or two and then you come back into the gym and it's like oh man that first workout is really tough right so if you can avoid that kind of thing then you're going to be in a much better position when you come back yeah right so here's what i like to do number one is should be fairly obvious bring your workout clothes mm-hmm. right one set doesn't have to be a whole wardrobe yeah just one set you can sweat in it and then put it on again the next hang time. it in the closet it'll dry out yeah, yeah exactly right um just put it on the other side of your bag because <laughs> it'll funk up the rest of your clothes so uh so bring workout clothes number two this is my favorite one as soon as i get settled maybe i've you know got my bags there. I went to the grocery store. As soon as I get settled, I'll do a workout right away. Right. And this is, it could be a five or 10 minute workout. You could do like, you know, Tabata pushups or, you know, just 50 burpees for time or something like do some sort of workout right away. You're in a new environment, right? And what you're doing is basically establishing the habits that you're going to have in that new, new environment. So even a five or 10 minute workout sets you on a path that you would be more likely to continue while you're traveling. Yep. Um, so that, so that's a good one. And then, um, I I tend to, when I'm traveling, try and work out first thing in the morning, because generally you're traveling. If you are going to see family or if you're on a vacation, your day is full of all kinds of activities. So you want to get the workout done first because chances are, you're not going to have time to do it later. Yeah. Right. Now, if you, uh, are doing a, are you traveling where you're going to do some hiking and stuff like that, then great. Don't have to do that extra workout in the morning, but first thing in the morning usually works well. Um, number four, this is one of my favorites lately is find a local gym. You know, there's, there's CrossFit gyms all over. There's lots of other gyms. In fact, we just got back from a trip where I went and checked out a CrossFit gym and then I also checked out a Bikram yoga. Um, and it's great cause you get a different experience. You know, they, they, they have some different equipment. You get to meet different people, uh, find out what they like to do. And it's, it's kind of fun. It's like a, you know, a little workout vacation yeah and doing all these things doesn't take any more time than it does in your regular schedule at home it's just it's just planning for it yep um so it is fun to kind of check out some different gyms uh so that would be uh number four and then next one is um find some body weight only workouts right so we'll include a link in the show notes to um, our holiday guide which has about 15 or so workouts that you can do with no equipment And these are things you can do in a hotel room. You can do it anywhere, really. And the idea is there is no excuse for you to not do a workout. As long as you have 
a little bit of space, then you can get a workout in. Yeah. Right. Then the last one is if you're at a hotel and they have a hotel gym, you know, they're generally pretty small. They generally suck. But if they have some weights and a couple of like cardio machines, you can do some fun stuff. So we'll include a link to a couple of, uh, of fun ones that, you know, we've seen. There's some videos online uh, with some hotel workouts. I mean, it was one of them I saw, um, and I've tried this one actually. I think it was like a 50-pound dumbbells, and you do like 100 thrusters for time with like four burpees every minute on the minute. <laughs> it's, it's a legitimately tough workout, yeah, and it's yeah. just at a hotel uh, gym. Yeah. So. Um, so that is the exercise. There's really no excuse not to exercise unless you have some sort of injury or whatever if you plan ahead. Yeah. Right. Just takes a little bit of planning. Yeah. There's usually at least a treadmill in the hotel gym or if you are staying at someone's house. Um, one thing, if you want to get familiar with the area is you can go for a run. You can yep. run for 10 minutes in one direction. As soon as that 10 minutes is up, you turn around and head back to the house. Yep. You know, you can keep it really simple. Run around the block of the hotel if you're not familiar with the area and you don't want to go too far. I mean, you can get outside. and. Yeah. Some of my best memories of different trips that we've taken are little runs that I've that I've gone on. Right. And uh you know, especially in the UK, it's always cold and icy and crappy, but that, for some reason, that's the thing yeah, I remember. It's kind of invigorating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so number three, the last one is rest. So one of the things that happens when you travel, especially if you're crossing time zones, is you get jet lag or you're obviously going to be busy and it's really hard to get in your rest. So I got a few tips that we've kind of that we've kind of learned over the years on how to beat jet lag. That trip from San Francisco to London and back, the jet lag is just awful. Right. All right. So, um, you know, waking up two o'clock in the morning every night for the first three nights is not fun. So we figured out ways <laughs> to kind of beat that. So, uh, there's a couple supplements that we take. Uh, melatonin is one. You can only get that in uh, the U S you can't get it in the UK. So <laughs> you got to pick some up at CVS, but you just take one pill of that before you go to sleep and it helps you stay asleep. Because essentially what happens when you travel is your, um, your body clock is off and it produces melatonin at the wrong time. Right. So if you take it as a supplement, then it helps you sleep through the night. Right. You only do it maybe the first couple days. If you're going to be uh, traveling for a couple weeks, you generally will adjust um, uh, otherwise. That is not something I would take every day, but maybe the first few days when you're when you're doing it. Um, number two is magnesium. So this is something I tend, tend to take most nights. And partially it's because uh, the, a lot of the foods that we that we eat don't have enough magnesium in them. And so a lot of times we have a deficiency in that. Again, you take magnesium, it helps you get better sleep, uh, helps you sleep through the night. So I would definitely bring that along. Um, another one is a little bit unconventional. So, um, and this is something I picked up from Dave Asprey on the Bulletproof Executive, I think bulletproofexecutive.com. I'll include a link in the show notes. He says, uh, when you travel, if you can find some grass and go barefoot on the grass, right? It helps ground you. And so apparently when you travel, uh, when you fly, you know, you get some of this, sort of this like negative ion something or other. I don't remember how it works, but basically barefoot on the grass, it helps ground you and that helps you sleep a little bit better. Hmm. Right. So I've tried this. It actually does work. Um, not a lot of grass in uh, London though. But, uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, the last thing, and this is actually something that you might find. Some people find when they travel, they actually get better sleep. And because they stay, when, stay in a hotel that has blackout curtains and they have a completely darkened room, I would highly recommend if you're in a hotel or you're in anywhere that you, com that you completely blacken your room. 
right? It just helps you sleep a whole lot better. Um, Tina knows this. When we go and stay at a hotel, I'll generally try and cover up or unplug anything that has lights in it uh, and close all the curtains because you just end up sleeping better with a completely blackened room. Yeah. It's blinding. It's blinding when you're traveling and the sun comes up through the windows. Yeah. It's completely different than when you're at home. Yeah. So, um, so those are, those are some, some tips to sort of maximize your rest. And if you're on vacation, part of the the point of vacation is to rest, at least for some people, some people like to pack with activities, but we tend to sleep in. (laughs) So, uh, part of the point of vacation is to rest. So you want to really maximize uh, the value of that rest. Right. Um, so these are three of the tips that we, that we have on how to deal with nutrition, exercise, and get the most rest. Um, here's the thing. If you're on vacation or even if you're on a conference, the goal is not to be perfect, right? It's not, it's not that you're going to, you know, be this sort of, you know, the, the, the bodybuilder that's training for a contest that can't eat anything but chicken and rice, right? right? The goal is that you don't come back with this uphill battle to climb, right? Yeah. The, the goal is that you maintain whatever you had gained. And when you come back, you can continue where you left off. Yeah. And especially if you travel often, you want to maintain some sense of normalcy. Otherwise, you know, you're sabotaging all your hard work when you're stationed at home. Um, and if you're essentially traveling, what works out to be three months out of a 12 month year, that's kind of a lot, to- a lot of time. Yeah. So, and there are a lot of folks here that travel yeah. a lot and, yeah. uh, you know, in, in general, it's, relatively inexpensive to travel and so people people go out of town all the time and whereas before maybe you know 15 20 years ago you go travel it's like only happening once or twice a year and so you're you know you're just completely off now if you're doing it every three months or so you kind of don't want to have to yeah, have to fight against yourself. So, yeah. so choose the best options. It's it's not always going to be the most ideal option, but choose the best option of whatever options are available to you while you're traveling. Right. Cool. So right. I think we I think we covered it. Happy travels. All right, and happy holidays, guys. Thank you for listening to the Living Better podcast. For more info or notes about the show, head on over to CrossFitHale.com/podcast. See you next time.